Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course. But as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm. as well and plenty for both men and women. And... If you're after a great Prezi idea, you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) Well, where's the year gone? It's already week 43 of the golfing calendar. Nearly time to start thinking about Christmas. And you won't do better than Ping. They'll help you play your best. Contact your local golf shop or professional to arrange a Ping Club fitting. And the Golf Clearance Outlet. They beat everyone's prices and a perfect place for Chrissy shopping. Now, former world number 16 Nick O'Hearn and 15-year tour pro Mark Allen. This is the number one Australian golf podcast, Talk Birdie to Me. Well... Nick, this is the most important week on the golfing calendar because on Friday it is time <laughs> for the mighty Gorilla Ladders Box Hill Pro-Am where you and I both put the spikes on and try to relieve. Now, I've been practising hard. Have you? I've been grinding, in fact. Got the new clubs, got the new swing. A lot of the master classes you've presented throughout the year will be Coming to four, mm-hmm. and I'm predicting I shoot a 62 and win by five shots. What's the par again? Par 70. Okay. Par 62, <laughs> win by five, uh, and you might – you reckon you place? You reckon you'll place there oh. at the Box Hill Pro-Am? My preparation hasn't been as good as yours <laughs> uh, because about two weeks ago I pulled, I did my back in. Yes. And I haven't hit a ball until right. yesterday. So, right yeah. So I'm going to see how we go. Right. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about Looking I'm, forward to it. Though. I'm so confident. I'm thinking about busting out the old tool bag Ooh. and putting it on, on an buggy. electric buggy. Oh. An electric buggy. So I do, this okay. every, I do this every year, one way or another. But if you are willing to, to uh, have the remote control in your hand and caddy on Friday morning at the Gorilla Letters Box Hill, Mighty Box Hill Pro-Am. You're taking requests. Then uh, just send your resume through, and I'll see what, I'll, I'll see what we can do. I'll wonder, see what we can do. I wonder if Drew Doublin might make an appearance. <laughs> what do you think? Actually, <laughs> he, he so might. I'm going the half set or the, the three quarter set. So yeah, little, I little, love that. A little pencil bag, and and we'll see what happens. Old school. But you're a freak with the half set. You're yeah. a freak. Last time I saw you with the half set, I will take the laser though. Yeah, do that. Because I've never played Box Hill. No, no. You, you, you believe me. 
You need a laser, okay. and you need to know where the creeks are as well. Oh, there's and, creeks? And you can't laser the creeks. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope my playing partners know where they're going. <laughs> now, the golf course is looking an absolute picture, and for the first time in a long time, it's not going to rain. The last It's been washed out the last two times it was played. It's just ridiculous. I remember last year, yeah, I made an appearance at the dinner. So, yeah. yes, looking forward to it. Okay. Right. I, I, uh, normally, uh, when a pro wins, an Australian professional, you've got a bottle of wine in here. But mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, uh, we don't have a pro winner this week. But what we do have is a Jasper Stubbs winning the Asia Pacific Amateur Championship. And I have brought in a can of 7-Up that, that I'm going to share with you. So, okay. let's... Here we go. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so cheers to cheers. Jasper Stubbs. Beautiful. Good on you, buddy. All right. And that is a huge win at Royal Melbourne. I watched a lot of it on the telly. It ended up going down there and followed uh, a kid I've been helping, um, Max Charles, just watching the last four holes. It was as good a tournament to watch on the telly as anything I've seen all year. It it was brilliant. I, I knew it was on, um, but... I got out there on the Saturday, which is their third round for a couple of hours, mm. and it was blowing. Oh. I mean, it was blowing. There was gusts. And I first got out, and I thought, wow, Royal Melbourne, yeah. for starters, I mean, looking an absolute treat. Sandbelt golf. We've got all these young amateur kids playing here. I'm thinking, I don't think anyone's going to break par today. They're not going to. I was certain. Yes. I was certain. I uh, played at Kingston Heath in the morning in the wind. Did you? And I shot 79, and I wasn't that disappointed <laughs> with my 79. Par was 80, maybe. And I know the greens at Royal Melbourne are much harder than the greens at Kingston Heath. Yeah. And I thought, well, no one's broken par today. No. And then when I saw on the leaderboard, this kid, uh, Samson Zeng, yeah. was 7 under yeah. through 13 or 14. I thought, no, that's got to be 7 so, over. Something's wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. But no, word was spreading around the golf course, and yeah. he ended up shooting a new... Composite amateur course record, 6 under 65. 65. In those conditions. Now, I've seen a lot of good rounds in Australian golf. Now, when anyone else shot his 60, mm-hmm. the day before, a kid from New Zealand, Richard Lee, shot a 61. And the course was absolutely still. And the greens were very, very soft. Mm-hmm. I put to you that Samson's 65 was a couple of shots better that Ernie Els is 60. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, and I'm not blown, I'm going to blow my own yeah, horn here. On. I shot 63 at the Heineken Classic playing with Ernie. Yeah. And it was a little bit windy, yeah. but Samson's 65 was much better than what I did. You sure. shot 63 on the composite? Yeah, eight under. Mm-hmm. Jeez, well done. In the third round. Had right. the lead going into the final round, and unfortunately, right. as we saw a playoff, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went, up there, I went up that 18th hole that day four times. Wow. And. Craig Parry got me. Yeah, 63 is good. Uh, you got me. My vest in the composite with a persimmon drive up, mind you, oh. was uh, 66 in the second round of the Johnny Walker <laughs> Classic. Well, I put that to you. I think that's better than <laughs> Samson 65 as a persimmon driver. Uh, can I just tell you, while we're reminiscing, I shot 70 in the first round, 66 in the second round. Robert Ellaby shot 68, 66. And I got to see him play in the wind on the Saturday. We were in the, paired in the last group. He shot 68, and it's like the his, the wind did not affect his ball, mm. yeah. and that's what it looked like with Samson. It just the shots that I saw, and on Twitter, you know, the the Asia Pacific uh, Twitter page put out a um, his round in, you know, what was it, two minutes. I mean, it did look like he missed a shot. The only shot he did miss is when he didn't get a putt up to the. It's the third west. I don't know which which okay. third west, and then 
He didn't get the putt up and rolled back into the dip, and then he held the next one, oh, held the, hold the next putt goodness. for par. Oh. So it, it was a blessed round, it, and that's, well, that, that sort of stuff has to happen. Yeah. And, and he thanked his caddy, which was great. Actually, yeah. a, Royal Melbourne, a Royal Melbourne and Cathedral member, ah. Zed Stewart, um, who, who who's a member there, and she, she has a very good game herself. So wow. she was offering some great advice. I actually saw her on the tee yeah. before they teed off in the first uh, fourth round, and right. she said, any advice? I said, no, just keep doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> doing a great job. But uh, it came right the way down to the wire. Again, I didn't catch the final. Did you watch the last few holes yeah. out on the course? Tell, yeah. tell me what happened on 17 with Zhang, uh, because he basically had the tournament in the palm of his hands, right? Well, Samson, Samson was leaking oil. Oh, okay. Samson was leaking oil, and it looked like if you could get in at even par. Yeah. And Jasper was making a run. He had a really good back nine, didn't he? Jasper shot four under, I think, his last 13 holes. Oh, wow. So, okay. superb. Superb golf under pressure. When I spotted Augustus up for grabs in the British Open sure. Royal Drone. So, yeah. an amazing last, you know, 12, 13 holes. But when they're all on 17, Max Charles was making a run. And, of course... He's the guy you've been helping, correct? I, 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 don't, I don't do anything with technique with him at all. Mm-hmm. All I do is I help him train. Brilliant. So, so uh, for instance, um, I make him... Well, while I watch him, he's got a whole uh, 10 six-footers straight. 10 six-footers in a row right to left, 10 six-footers in a row left to right. They all have to go in. Wow. And then we move on. You're a hard taskmaster. Well, we try. (laughs) And then once we're finished with that, uh, we throw a bunch of balls in a bunker and he's just got to keep on going until he holds one. You know, just a really tough shot. But just to get that, just keep on going until you hold one. Um, And then I make them really, really easy up and downs. And I hold his putter and he gets a couple of wedges and I just keep on putting the ball and I'll make them reasonably easy. Hmm. Like, you know, six out of ten up and downs. Nothing hard. Yep. And he's got to get ten in a row of them. Right. And Great you, know, training. you get the seven, eight, and nine. So basically yes. all I'm doing really is Simulating pressure for him. Simulating pressure. So it's a bit like a boxer. You know, you can hit the big bag and the pads. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to spar with somebody. And, and that's what all, that's all I've been doing. Brilliant. And, and, and that's all. And I love doing it too. It was great. Yeah. I, I saw. only saw him make a couple of swings out in the golf course because he was playing in stubs in the final group. Mm. I went out there early Sunday. I didn't get out for the final yep. few, few holes as you yep. did. But I saw him tee off uh, 10 west and it was playing back into the wind. He hit this long iron and I stood there and just – Disbelief. Yeah. I've gone, oh my gosh. No. This thing has taken off like a rocket. The bunker was never even in play. And I'm thinking, yeah. I'd be lucky to get driver into the bunker today. Yeah. And he well, just flew it with a long iron. Well, look, he's a family friend. The only reason I'm helping is because he's a good kid. I'll, mm. I'll only help good kids. If, if I don't like you, I'm not helping you. Nah, uh, cool. it's, 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 <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> Max Charles is a, is, a, is a rip-roaring kid. I did notice uh, he was the only one getting it up around 188 miles per hour ball speed. Mm-hmm. He was doing that towards the end as well. But back to where we started, 17 was a pivotal hole. Mm-hmm. Um, Ding and Jasper Stubbs both hit good drives down 17, which is a par five, makeables, yep. downwind. And so did... Uh, Samson? Uh, uh, so did, uh, Sam, no, he, uh, Charles was in that group as well. Samson was in the group behind. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ding and Stubbs, they just hit huge pulls. Like one of them was in the bunker on the first... Oh, West. wow. Really? Yep. And uh, Ding was, you know, way left in, an, in another bunker. Then Max has got this shot here to bomb. That was one of the 188 oh. mile per hour ball speeds. <laughs> I, I noticed when I got home and watched it again. Anyway, he was in between clubs and he's gone up a club, he told me afterwards. He, he tried to hit str- the harder one? No, tried to hit a softer, softer one. one. Okay. Uh, so I upped the club, I meant from yep. Yep. Uh, five to four. Mm-hmm. He went up. Um, 
it landed it landed two feet on the front of the green and went all the way over the back. Gone. And the pin was on the front. Well, when the greens are like... That's right. I mean... And he ended yeah. up three-putting. If, if he hits the five, I guarantee it lands 15 foot short of the green or mm. 20 foot short of the green, gets a softer bounce. Wow. He would have had a six-footer for eagle so and he would have gone to the, to, to the lead. So the positive there is he hit a really good shot. That's exactly okay. right. Love it. And ripped one off 18 as well like they all did. And then uh, Samson came along, got up and down. Uh, from the other group, so he got up and down for mm. par from the right hand trap on, on eighteen. I heard he bogeyed, on I heard he bogeyed the par five seventeenth. Oh, he just he was making a meal after things. he had an iron in for two. So well, he was out the right. He was out in the right, and he's he, like he, he three putted uh, in oh, the end okay. for his six wow. off the tee. Uh, so the playoff was unbelievable. Mm. The playoff was outrageous. In fact, so um, Stubbs hit two of the best shots you've ever seen. Ding hit two of the best shots you've ever seen. Both putts went beyond the pin. Up the back, so oh well, Dings was was pin high right, right. Okay, so he had a bit of a floater out to the right. I'd heard no one had even birdied the hole all day. No one birdied the hole all day. Uh, Samson made the bogey. Uh, then it was up to Stubbs. Stubbs holes is huge curler, like he was <laughs> aiming forty five degrees from the hole, uh, and just touched it. it. Went right in the middle, and then Ding. Uh, with his dad jumping up and down like he did the whole time. He, he'd hold it on top of him. So the first two birdies of the day uh, and then Stubbs, uh, you know, he ended up parring it and then ending made a, a bogey next time and, and he's got a, a master jacket. And How good. How good. It was just incredible. Mm. Um, I did know, though, because I've been talking to Max Charles and I think this is fantastic and well done to Golf Australia and the PGA of Australia. Go on. So... Uh, you and Porter's love child? Yes. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Guam. <laughs> <laughs> you love, <you're> always, <laughs> I always laugh at that. You always laugh at that uh, one, don't you? Uh, and a kid called Jack Buchanan. Yes. Uh, and also He's Max part of Charles. The, part of the Eisenhower team That's the right. previous week. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. So those three boys yes. were offered a spot in the Queensland PGA that you and I will be commentating on this week on Fox and KO. Mm-hmm. As professionals. Really? They're turning pro. So they are turning pro. Once upon a time, you had to go, you know, you had to do your time or you had to, you know, do something, go to a tour school. But these days, it's a little bit different. So Jack, Max, and Jeffrey all playing this week, the Queensland PGA is professionals. And it's like a little head start. That is. They got a good field in Queensland because it's got John Sendon playing. Sendo's Sendo. playing. Yeah. David Michaluzzi. Michaluzzi's He's playing. playing. Demi Papadados is playing. That's right. It's going to be a very it's, strong field. It's an amazing yeah. uh, field, to tell you the truth. So it's going to be great fun commentating. But it'll be even more fun if uh, some of these boys can get moving first up as a professional. You know, Jeffrey Guam, we know how good he is mm. up there on those Queensland courses. Max and Buchanan, I mean, they're very, very good players. So basically they're getting invites into the Queensland PGA, which, you know, to their credit, they're some of the best amateurs in the world. Fantastic. Yep. You know, another guy who's getting an invite later on in the year at the Australian Open, which I think is causing a bit of uh, contention. Yes. Do you I know the name this. Michael Block? Yeah. Well, he played pretty well in the was it the PGA? PGA yeah, Championship, yeah. He ended up really finishing well. tied 15th or something like that. But he had a hole in one playing yep. with Rory and the whole yep. place went nuts. It was amazing. And he's had his sort of 15 minutes of fame uh, a little bit after that where he yep. got invited to play Colonial yep. uh, the week after or a couple of weeks after he shot 81 yep. first round or something like that, missed the cut by a mile, finished last. And yep. then Canadian Open, again, he got another invite, shot loads there, missed the cut. Yeah. 
and now Golf Australia has uh, has given him an invite yeah. into the Australian Open. Yeah, well, and look, the way he got into that USPGA, he was a, he's a good club pro, good mm. club pro player, and yeah. a good mini tour player. Won he the played, Southwest section, yeah. thing like that. Yeah, yeah so he did. He, he, he's been a good player in his day. I don't think he's getting paid appearance fee. That, that's my best guess. Okay. I would imagine a family holiday yes. has probably been put on the table for him. That's what I'm thinking. As and, well. and and that's okay. What I don't want, Nick, and I, let's be blunt, I don't, I don't want to see Michael playing with Adam Scott and Cameron mm, Smith no, in I the agree. first two rounds. Yeah, totally. Uh, we can put Michael somewhere else, <laughs> and he can be a, a great footnote in the tournament, and hopefully he makes the cut. But we can't put him in a marquee group. No, I don't think so. I was very surprised when I saw the invite go out to him. And Look, yeah. the tournament, they have their list of people they want to invite. Is he going to attract attention? I think he'll be a little sideshow, yeah. uh, which is fine. Will he win the golf tournament? No, no he won't. No. Uh, will he make the cut? I'd, I'd say probably not because no. he's never played um, yeah, the Australian or the Lakes Golf Club. I'll give you three to one that he makes the yeah, cut. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So whether they get the value out of it, I don't know. I would have loved to have seen an invite to go to – yeah. Someone, you know, I mean, if you're going to go down that route, it'd be fun to have like a, a Ricky Ponting or a Greg Blewett play in the event or something yeah. like that. You know, we're talking about the cricketers or people that are, they do that in the States where they have yeah. Steph Curry um, or they had Lexi Thompson play, yeah. but obviously we've got the women playing and the men playing in, yeah. in, in the Australian Open at the end of the year. So it's a bit of a weird one for me. Yeah. yeah I, I, personally, it's just my preference as, as, a, as a lover of golf. Uh, I would like to see the amateur champion, that big uh, mm. South African kid come down instead. Or even, the, was it Dunlop? Uh, who Dunlap, who won the amateur champion, the US amateur championship? I would rather see those types in, uh, brought down. So, elite amateur future, hopefully stars of the game, come mm. down and play our golf courses. We can say, hey, that big guy, he yeah. came and played the, at the Aussie one year, and and, and have those pictures up yeah. uh, on the walls. You know, you know when you go to golf clubs, and some of them are great, and some of them who have been lucky enough to have big tournaments. There is history dripping off the walls. You know, you see these old oh, yeah. players who came. That There's an opportunity for the Australian in the lakes to say, okay, this uh, big South African kid, I've forgotten his name, so I apologise. He may well go on to win four majors. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But here he was playing the Australian and here he was playing the lakes. You know, <laughs> and those pictures just go up on the wall that, you know, here's an opportunity. Michael Block coming down. What is he, 40 47. something? Yeah, yeah, late 40s. Uh, yeah, no good. Have you seen his son, by the way? No. Oh, his son's got one of the best golf swings I've ever oh, seen. Really? I say that a lot, right? <laughs> is, is he making your list? <laughs> yeah. He'd make my list for best <laughs> swings of sons of players oh, who have got an invite to the Australian Open. <laughs> Must be a very short list. <laughs> he'd, make, he'd, he'd make that list. But it's okay. a very, I, I think he'll be a better player than his dad based on sure. just on his golf swing. Who knows whether he's got the short game okay. uh, or not. Hey, just before we move on, mm. uh, I want to talk about the Asian players and something that I noticed yes. every time they came on the t- on the coverage. With the uh, Asia-Pacific yeah. amateur, yes. Yeah. Wendy Ning... He's off to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samson's going to Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bintang, Bintang. Uh, is somewhere. <laughs> the well, beer. I guess that'd be like a kid called Foster. Yeah, yeah. Foster's true, right, yeah. right here. So Bintang. Or Coopers, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Cooper. Yeah, true. <laughs> Cooper. So Bintang, he's, he's somewhere in America. Yeah. I always look at Asian countries and wonder how on earth they're going to compete with us, mm. considering our pedigree. So I understand Japan, you know, they've had they've had years and years and years of wonderful role models uh, showing Japanese young players how to go. 
you know, I, I, I can't imagine that in in, in China. Mm. They just haven't. Yeah. They, they don't have that. But what they do have is the smarts to get their players to the US college system. system. Correct. And that is a big winner. Now, I want to ask you, we have undoubtedly great systems here, but I think the US college system is the answer for so many. And let me give you the example. Max Charles. Mm. Max Charles, when he came to me interested in going to uh, America, he was a very good player. You know, he was in the state junior team at Victoria. Even so, I think he was playing number six or seven at the Kingston Heath Bennett team. So wow. he wasn't that good. So he had a better swing than Scotty Sheffield. That's right. He was one of those. <laughs> he was one of those, okay. as you've now seen. Uh, yes. As you've now seen. Even though, you know, he had a bit of a high swing and he was hitting big cuts back back yeah. when he left. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, we couldn't get him into Texas Tech where – Ludwig at yes. Aberg yes. place, and fair enough too, because he just wasn't in Ludwig's range. He sure. wasn't even close. But we did get him to Midland Junior College. Mm-hmm. He played well enough to where Boise State came hunting for him, and he ended up off his own bat playing at Boise State, and he played with uh, a very, very good player from Sweden who was about number four, 35, fifth amateur, okay. best player in the world. So, wow. so really good, mm. a good player. Yep. He ended up winning three collegiate events. Wow, that's that's no small feat. That's no small feat. Mm. So he went from being an 18-year-old who was the last man in the Victorian junior team, playing number six or seven at the Kingston Heath Pennant team, to playing a couple of years in a junior college and then got to a point where he's come home and he's missed a spot in the Masters and a Troon Open by one shot. Incredible. So without doubt, the college system... It's is a, big. It's a great pathway for sure. I mean, I saw it when I was living in the US at Isleworth mm. where they would have the Isleworth um, Invitational. I might have mentioned this before, yeah. the Isleworth Collegiate Invitational. Yeah. And whoever won that, you knew in a few years' time they're going to be stars on tour. Spieth yeah. played it, Marikawa, yeah. those yeah. guys. And But I was just thinking there are so many colleges in the US. There's something like... Oh, division. So they have three divisions plus yeah. other divisions yeah. after that. And there's probably, what, 300 colleges in each division. Yes. So there is so much opportunity to go there. Yeah. And the programs have just gotten better and better and better over the last 10, 20 years. Mainly, I think they've had a little bit of a look down here at what we're doing, how we're running our programs. And no I, doubt. I used to go and do workshops when I was living there because they were curious to know, you know, how I thought about it from an Australian perspective and what I'd seen growing up and what our elite players yep. were doing. So they were picking our brains along the way. But the other good thing is, the kids get an education yeah. at the same time. You get, a de- you get a degree and it's always nice to have a plan B because unfortunately, I'm sorry, but for a lot of players out there, yeah. a lot of you aren't going to make it. Yeah, that's right. So. You didn't have a plan B or you sort of did with I the did. with the because uh, you did your time. I did my traineeship. That's I, right. I, I was going to go back to being a teaching program. That's right. I didn't have a plan B. No. I, I wasn't good enough to have a plan B uh, and, and, and many aren't. So the, no. the college system is, is very good for that as well. For sure. Um, but I'll tell you, if, if you are a young man – and you're not getting a gig uh, at Golf Australia, and that's that's hard. It's hard to get a gig at Golf Very Australia. You got to be a bloody good player. You got to be elite. I'm talking about the boys and the girls. If you ju- if you've just missed out, if you're not exploring um, a college a college uh, degree, and, and mind you, it's it's forty thousand US. If you get a full mm. ride oh, at yeah. Texas Tech, it's forty or fifty thousand yeah. US a, a year. Yep, because it's, it's it's food. It's it's your board, it's 
tuition, it's the books, it's the whole lot. Plus, these days, you get a bit of cash as well. <laughs> you don't have to do the dodgies on the side like I used to. Oh, yeah, of course, you, the, the new system now. The, yeah. the new system. So if you're any good, you'll get paid as well. Mm. So if, you, if you're not looking into it, um, then you're missing out on what happened to Max Charles. You're missing out on kind of what happened to me. You know, I wasn't much good. But after after two and a half years of playing at Texas Tech, I mm. came back and I was, you know, I had the lowest handicap in Australia and I was asked to play in a two-man Australian team and they are asking me who I wanted to play with. Yeah. So I, was, I came back and I was a pretty strong player. So so here's a – this is probably a naive question uh, from my perspective mm. because I haven't lived in Australia for that much longer because I've been living in the US. But you helped Max Charles. So if, if all these kids out there are thinking about it, how do they go about the process, do you think? I mean, who do they ask? Well, you've, got to, you've got to know somebody. So I'm, I'm still in touch with mm. everything. I know, I know the, short ga- the, the short game coach sure. at Texas Tech, yeah. <laughs> he's the guy who helped my short game. I right. went over there with a short game that was rubbish. Mm. And Steve Long uh, turned everything around for me. Turned you into the best bunk player in the world. Greatest bunk player. Well, I was the best bunk player on the way over there. You actually. already was were. just okay. chipping and wedge, wedge, <laughs> wedges and chipping uh, okay. and putting. He was, he was, he was very, very good. Hey, uh, we can't go on about this no. forever, but there was a big live announcement that came out during the week, and you are all over it because they've got a new qualifying system. They've got three places up for grabs. They, well, for our Australian players, they do. Yeah. So, oh, well, for everyone. For everyone. But, but as far as. Our players have an opportunity to go to this thing. It's called the uh, Live Qualifying Event. It's in Abu Dhabi from December 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be 72 holes of stroke play, which yep. is unusual for them. It's usually yeah. 54, but we're going 72 yeah. for the qualifying <laughs> still school. still three days. Yeah. They're still wrapping it up in three days. It actually is still three days, yeah. <laughs> A weird system, and I won't bore you with the, you know, the, the, yeah. the way that you get in, but there are first-round buys, so there's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know how many people tee it up in the first round. So basically, if you've won a major, if you've been uh, a top 150 or thereabouts player in the world recently, well, uh, actually, if you've been a Presidents Cup or a Ryder Cup player, you get straight to round two. Yeah, exactly. The funny thing is that they don't actually mention official world golf rankings. They mention something else: the universal golf rankings, which I've never heard of. <laughs> never and heard of it before. It turns out on that uh, Bryson DeChambeau's in the 30s or something like that. So he's down in the top hundred. Yeah, but in the universal. I don't know how they do it. I'll have to look further into that. That's good. I'm glad they've done something. But anyway, so the way it's going to be, top 20 from the first round advance to round two, reset the scores, top 20 from all that advance to the final two days. So So only 20 players playing 36 holes in one day. And top three gets three a spot. spots get a spot on live, and the other person who's already got a spot on live is Andy Ogletree. He won the uh, was the international series on the Asian tour. Okay, so he's in. Yep. So there's from an Australian perspective, you've got the top three from the top five of the Challenger PGA Tour of Australasia as of November twenty this year. Wow. So I was so looking at the order of merit. So who's earlier. in our top five at the moment? Lachlan Barker, Austin yeah. Batista. But now he, what <laughs> he's made he, for live, this he guy. He is made for yeah, live. After we saw the uh, celebrations. Well, um, he does have ice in his veins, Nick. Yeah. I didn't know, don't know whether he caught that or not. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Eccles is third, Simon Hawke's fourth, Daniel Gale fifth, etc, etc. Who's, who's um, six and seven? Who's uh, Andrew Campbell, who's been playing really well, yeah. and Josh Greer. Your yeah, draft okay. pick. Well, don't go, Drosh. Don't yeah. go. Well, the question is, if you go, is there any ramifications here? Well, that's, so that's, that, who that's, knows? A, that's a really good question because we know that... That's for the people upstairs, isn't it? If you play to live tournament, the in the agreement to agree, it was suggested that the players group... At the, who sit at the top would be evaluating yes. whether they'd let you back in or not. Yeah. So if you actually go to a tour school of live, is there a penalty? 
That's a great question. Well, I don't know. I guess the answers will be forthcoming, but maybe it's all part of this new PIF deal, which we don't know how that's all yeah. going to work out. Whether that happens, I don't know. But um, anyway, it down. That's my homework. So, I'll, I'll find out whether there'll be a penalty, and I'll bring it to you next week. So there is a Q school in early December in Abu Dhabi, and we will see who's going to live next yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, you need to. You need. You want me to go get you a seven up? It's good stuff. It's not. I haven't had one in a while. It's quite sweet, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's nine holes. I'll see you on the tenth tee. Beautiful. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what do you got there? This is the new Ping G430 Max 10K driver. It's next level, I'll tell you. It's so impressive. We all know that Ping help you play your best. I've been using them for years. I wouldn't use anything else. In fact, this new driver, it's Ping's straightest and highest moment of impact driver ever. Holy moly. So on the course, what's that going to mean? How's it going to help golfers? Well, to put it simply, it means people are going to be hitting longer, straighter, and they're going to absolutely crack their drives off the tee. I could talk about it all day. It's that good. But the best thing to do if you want to check out how impressive Ping's new G430 Max 10K driver is, just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a Ping club fitting, and I'll see you out there with my Ping gear. Hey, Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new, and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the world, and it helps analyze and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at. You get actionable and usable info in minutes not ours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper. But it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers, download it from the App Store and turn your bogeys in the birdies. Like the podcast? Oh, maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Hey, a little birdie told me that you were in Fiji last week. <laughs> were you on holidays or were you doing? No, I was working. Uh, I was working, Mark. Uh, the BMW Golf Cup National Final for Australia and New Zealand. Were oh, on. wow. Yeah, it, uh, over in Fiji and I was the MC for a couple of days, which oh, was a lot you. of fun. Didn't play any golf because my back was too sore, but uh, hosted uh, – the welcome function and the awards dinner, and it was a great time. I went out and saw the Natandola Golf Club. What's uh, it like? I've with, never been there. With uh, Wolfgang uh, Buchel, you know, yeah. who's the CEO from BMW here in Australia. Yeah. We had a great time. It was blowing. You talk about blowing at um, 
at Royal Melbourne yeah. this, uh, on the weekend. It was pumping out at uh, oh, this really? golf course. And, uh, but there were some good scores. They had the men's A grade, B grade and all that. On the windy course, you know, 36 points one. Yeah. On the other one, which wasn't so windy, 51 points. <laughs> 51 points. You had to have an official GA handicap, so good. it was all above yeah. board. And uh, they're going to the world final in uh, South Africa in March next year. So uh, anyway, that was uh, what good, I did now. Good for you. I believe you're doing something tonight. You're doing uh, MC yeah. Huntingdale, is that correct? Yes, well, it is a Tuesday when we're recording. And today is the very last day Huntingdale Golf Club will be played in its current form. So it gets ripped up. Tomorrow, so Wednesday, gets ripped up Wednesday. Um, a sad affair for you, or are you, are you looking forward to it? Well, now that's an interesting question because uh, I, I spent 40 years at, mm. at Huntingdale, 30 years as a member, but uh, 10 years beforehand running around all over the joint with following mum and dad, just with one club. We used to run around with one club. So I, I, I have a love and a, an affinity for Huntingdale Golf Club. I love the Australian Masters. I, it was what, you know... I, in the end, it was the most exciting tournament. The Australian Open was always the best tournament, but the the Masters had the biggest crowds and the most excitement around it. Um, when they made the changes to the last four holes, that's when things started going pear-shaped. Would you believe before that, Huntingdale Golf Club was in the top 100 golf courses in the world. Wow. So the tournament did an awful lot for mm. Huntingdale. And it wasn't a classical golf course, but it had a lot of soul. Anyway... Uh, Change after, yeah, change after change after change at Huntingdale happened. Uh, I don't, I, it, it left it poorer yes. in, for, for many uh, people. Uh, but now with Ogilvy, Cocking and Mead, OCM in charge, and I've seen the uh, the master plan. And I'll t- we'll, we'll get them tweeted out. If you want to have a look at the new Huntingdale, I'll tweet the yeah, master plan out. good to see. It is going to be sensational. In short, they're going to Kingston Heathify Ooh, the place. Really? Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, everyone thinks Huntingdale's on a small block of land, 120 acres. Kingston Heath is on 125 acres. Really? That's oh, okay. all. Wow. So very comparable. Yeah. So you know how Kingston Heath, they have double fairways all mm, over the place? Yep. They're going to start doing that to Huntingdale. It's going to appear like there's more room. Similar to, I think they're doing that a bit at Long Island as well as part of the National Golf yeah. Course where they're getting, they're actually going to have three different routings there, yeah. which I'm really looking forward to seeing. Just on that too. Mm. Um, I'm hearing the National mm. is a... Uh, very interested in Peninsula. Oh, really? That's what I hear. Okay, well, I'll, well so, I am an ambassador for the National Golf hey, Club. So can you make a few phone calls and, and find out whether that is actually uh, taking okay. place? Could they, can we, I know Peninsula 3AW Breakfast has a rumour file, but oh. maybe maybe Talk Birdie to me could have a rumour file as well. <laughs> so I'll put that out there. Yes. The rumour that I've heard is that the National is looking at PK. Okay, well... PK is all, uh, Jasper Stubbs' home course too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So think about that. So they'd Oof. have uh, they have two courses good? in Long Island plus the National. They'd have those six golf courses. Ooh, that'd be impressive. Anyway, even if it's not true, make it happen, everybody, because that would be sensational. Anyway, so it's uh, I was the MC on Tuesday night at uh, at the Huntingdale function. Oh, well done. Gray Marsh was there, former winner. Jeff Ogilvy was there, uh, mm-hmm. and we had lots of fun. Lots of good stories, I'm sure. Uh, now, now, Dad's not here this week. Have we got an email? We have an email, and I'm going to uh, read this out to you, given you're the best you know, bunker player in the Thank world. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we did have an email come through from Greg from the Central Coast in New South Wales. He says, hi, gents. 
bunker conditions at my home club are very indifferent and offer no consistency throughout the course. So my question to you is about the swing whilst in the bunker. Right. When to be steep or shallow and when to play with an open or standard club face. Is the swing type dependent on sand conditions, that is soft, medium, firm, or does the swing need to change when playing with a bunker with a high lip or no lip at all? Really enjoying the show. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Now, Gregory, it's very simple. If you are able to diagnose the lie, this is the most important part of bunker play. You You actually have to know what is possible and what is, more importantly, not possible from every lie that you encounter in a greenside trap and a fairway bunker. So... If you've got a good lie and you know from rustling his feet around in the, in the sand that it's quite nice sand, you can almost do anything. You can almost, almost do anything and the ball will come out. But if a little bit of that ball is sitting down or you're on a downslope or you're in a rock-hard bunker, that's when the buttons on your shirt need to be past the ball. Mm. That's how I teach people how to do it. Now, any of those three things, what did I say? So I said uh, the ball sitting down, a downslope, or if it's firm sand, the buttons have to go past the ball to dress, and that's when you pick it up with your hands. And when you pick it up with your hands, that's designed to come down a little sharper on the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you're good enough or not good enough to have an open cl- club face when you do that will determine whether you can get up over those lips or not. They're pretty, pretty simple. True. But for a lot of people, you know, I want to throw this to you, Nick. Mm. For a lot of people, I don't think they should be chipping with their 60-degree club. I don't think they have the skill. But what I would like a lot of them to do is go into their pro shop and say, listen, I'm never going to chip with this club ever, but I don't want to open the club face up. So could you put two or three extra degrees on my 60 because I don't want to open the club face because I'm not very good at that. So adding loft to it. So just add loft to your sand, sand uh, lob uh-huh. wedge so you actually don't have to open it up. And I've done it for a few people. Okay. They never chip with this club ever. Yep. But if they're ever in a, a bunker, it's helped their bunker game. What about the bounce with it? What would you do with that? Yeah, I see, guess it would add a bit of bounce to it if you add the loft. That's correct? right. So yeah. if you add three degrees loft to your sand iron, you're going to add three uh, three degrees bounce as well. So your okay. 10 degree bouncer will become a 13 degree bouncer. Mm, interesting. That won't uh, hurt too many people, to tell you the truth, no, no. because they're not going to open it up. When you open it up, you put more bounce on the club. Yes, correct. Um, anyway, okay. so there's my advice. It's all to do with the buttons. Bad lies. Move your buttons on your shirt past the ball. Good lies. I always have it behind the ball. You can do whatever the hell you like from that, from that. Great advice. Okay. Hey, now, I think we've got a bit of mail. Let me play it. You have one new voicemail. New message. Hi, guys. Damien from Sandringham. Just was wondering. Um, I was told the other day that the Ambrose game of golf came from the Victor Harbour Golf Club. They were the originators of that particular game. And I was shocked. And that got me thinking, what other games have come from other clubs around the world or country? Thanks, guys. Love your show. Keep it up. Righto. Thanks, Damien. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, I'm I'm surprised. I would have thought it might have come from the US somewhere because they've been playing what? Well, they call it scrambles. Scrambles. Yeah, they've been playing scrambles for 100 years. Mm -hmm. So maybe the first Ambrose ever was played up there, maybe. Maybe. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know Jensen's, mm. which is a great game. Which I love is, that game. Yeah, well, that's uh, there was a, a manager called Gent. What was his first name? 
Oh, apologies. But he used to be the assistant at Hangdale. He ended up at Cranbourne, right. and he invented Jensen's. So, wow. And that's where you all you all hit off. Yep. You pick the best drive, and then you play your own score from yeah. the best drive on every hole. One of the best corporate day games you can have, yeah, that for is sure. A, that is a beauty. Mm. Anyway, thanks for that. We much appreciate it. I don't know of any other games. You know, in the US, they used to play all formats of things called um, double downs and, you yeah, know, yeah, I don't know, crazy Ricky games. Foxes and stuff like that. Crazy I can't games. what it was. Can I give you an idea? Next time that you're mm. organising a golf corporate day, because I know you do stacks of them, you know how you have to count everybody's drives in an Ambrose? Oh, yes. So a great mm. way of not having to count the drives is that whosoever drive you pick, that person's not allowed to be in the next shot. Yes, I like that. I think you might have mentioned that before, and I, that is fascinating. It's a great way of doing mm. it. So Speeds up the game, too. And it, it's more thinking. Mm. So if you're playing with a group of players, for instance, Nick, uh, and it's a long second shot yes. over water. Or they've got a wedge. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because I can't hit the next shot. Then maybe it's best to go back 20 metres yes. and not take your drive. It's good strategy. So that you can hit it over the water or hit a wedge or, or, or whatever. So it, it's a really, really good game. And if you are organising an Ambrose event, please just do me this one favour. Gimme's inside a puddle length is a must. Hmm. It, it, it quickens up Ambrose events by about 25 minutes. Totally. No, totally. You've noticed how big on the gimmies. We somehow get them in I know, I know. every single week. It's time for the Ping Global Results. All right. So many people just they just listen to this point. I've been <laughs> I've been into a cast, and they tell me they listen to this, and then they turn off. They Nick? turn it off. Well, we yeah. should do it last, maybe. <laughs> that way, we get them to listen the whole way. What but, have you got uh, for me? Nah, there was plenty going on. Uh, obviously, the Asia Pacific Amateur Champion uh, Championship. Um, Jasper Stubbs had the win. He becomes the fourth Aussie winner wow. of the event, which I didn't know. So um, who we got? Madaka. Madaka. He actually won at RM at Royal Melbourne in 2014. Luck. Curtis Luck. In South Korea. And, and the kid who won last year. Harrison Crow. Harrison Crow. Yes, who's, who's now a pro. Won in Thailand. So uh, a great result for the young Australian. And as we mentioned, he's going to play the Open and the Masters. Wow. So, uh, can't wait to see that. Now, on the DP World Tour, this was a fascinating week because it was the last tournament uh, to get your card over there. It was top 116, get their yeah. card. I think it went out by one because of someone's exemption or whatever. So, um, But anyway, uh, at the tournament in Qatar. Yeah. Doha, Qatar. Yeah. Brings back some really bad memories for this maybe this one because uh, <laughs> oh, I, no. okay I, I might have told this story no, before. Tell uh, them I love these. <laughs> I love them. Two shot lead, two holes to go. Playing with Retief Goose and <laughs> I parred the last two and I lose by one. <laughs> oh, Retief! He's gone birdie eagle. He's gone birdie eagle. Oh. Yeah, he held a sixty footer on the last for eagle and. He showed very little emotion, just a little wave, and uh, said, "Yeah, thanks for the game, Nick." And I just couldn't believe it. He what used, a mongrel! And he, but he used to live at Alworth, where we were, and yeah. I caught I caught up with him. You know, obviously we had barbecues yeah. or whatever. Yeah. On the course, he's the quietest guy ever. But yeah. you get him, you know, dinner, barbecue, whatever. Yeah. He loves his wine, and he'd open up, and he'd be brilliant. Very really? good sense of humour. And I said, "You remember that Qatar Masters?" And he looked at me, and he says, yeah. "I bloody sure do." <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, he got hit by lightning as a kid. As a kid, apparently, yeah. and apparently he went from an extroverted kid mm. to an introvert. To an introvert so yeah. I love hearing the fact that he, you know, after a glass of red, that oh yeah, he he goes got, back to pre-lightning yeah. strike. He makes uh, a good routine. wine too. It's called the Goose, and makes a whole series of wines. The goose, of course, it is. That's yeah. fantastic. Hey, just on that tournament too, mm. uh, Karen Lunn, who is our uh, CEO of yes. the uh, Ladies PGA here in Australia, mm-hmm. Alex Knapp, uh, part the last nine holes in a row. Yep. To keep his card. To keep his card. And he teared up at the end. 
I just love that. See, that, I, I saw the interview and it was so good. Those stories in golf, you know, making cut stories, winning stories, keeping your card stories are some of the great things oh, that are. happen on all the tours right around the world. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Alex Knapp, uh, he ended up finishing 115 on the money list and yeah. Ross Fisher was 116 and he made the cut to do it. There was... And the other guy who uh, – the only guy who moved into the top 116 was Scott Jamison. He played an amazing uh, weekend. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he shot, but he went from 119 to about 98 or something oh, wow. like that. So it was a big move, big move. But then you have the flip side. So the guys that oh, – you've got the, those. Alex Levy, I think he missed his card and he did an interview as well and he was crying oh, and it was, oh, it was just uh, just incredible. But anyway, at the tournament itself, Finland's Sami Valamaki won in a playoff from Jorge Campillo. Yep. Uh, this is also the start of the top 10 players on the DP World Tour that are not exempt already get cards for the PGA Tour next yeah. season. So all that's happening at the moment. Ryan Fox is going to be one of those. Ooh. Minwoo Lee is going to be one, Ooh. obviously. So yeah. there's a bit to look out for uh, coming up for the end of the season because they've still got the Nedbat Challenge and yep. then the DP World Tour Championship. Yeah. Uh, but Jason Scrivener had a good finish, uh, tied for ninth. That and was good after you, last week. Yeah. The week before he had a shocker in the he, last round, he, didn't he? He did. Shot 66 in the final. Uh, no, he didn't shot 66, but he had a good final round. Uh, tied for 16th was New Zealander Daniel Hillier. So yep. good results there in the uh, Maybank Championship on the LPGA. In Malaysia, Celine Boutier and Ataya Titikal had a nine-hole playoff. I saw it. Thank you very much. I watched it. You did? Yeah. Okay. It was gripping TV. Was it? It Were was they really, really pars? good. I didn't see it. Was it birdies, pars? They were making pars? pars and birdies. It was really extreme heat. The caddies were cooked. The crowd oh. in the end was just laughing. I know what the humidity is like there oh. in, uh, in Kuala Lumpur, and uh, 27 holes in that is not much fun. Celine got the chocolates. And it was her fourth win of the year. Crazy, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, she's Great played stuff. some beautiful golf this year. Four hundred fifty thousand US dollars went into her bank Ooh, account as very... well. They were playing off for two hundred thousand, basically. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, on the Australasian front, Lydia Ko tied for eleventh. Hannah Green tied for seventeenth. Sarah Kemp tied for thirty fourth, along yep. with Grace Kim. So they're the best of the Aussies. Uh, on the ladies' European tour, a Rumco Team Series presented by Piff in yep. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Team Saganda won the team version, but on the individual, Alison Lee opened up with back-to-back 11 under 61. She did not. 22 under par after, after two. 36 holes. Oh. She struggled on the last day and I think shot 66 or something like that. So uh, obviously she ended up winning the individual. But wow. uh, Minji Lee was there, tied for sixth, and Kirsten Rudge Lee tied for 35th. Yep. Yep. Uh, LET Access Tour, which is a secondary tour over in Europe for the ladies. It was a great finish for Kelsey Bennett, tied for fourth. Good. In the final event of the season, top six get their cards. Unfortunately, she didn't get it. She finished 14th on the order of merit, but she does get through to the final stage of Q School, which is very good. That's big. Very good. Uh, On the home front here, uh, New South Wales Senior Open was on. Yes, and I saw the winner, and I still can't believe it. I couldn't believe it either, actually. Adam Henwood, yeah, three-shot win over... Uh, Scotty Barr. Yes. But how's the next three guys? Yeah, Tied go, for third. Go on. Steve Allen, yeah. Peter O'Malley, yeah. Peter Lonard. Unbelievable. How good's the field? Unbelievable. We used to call out him with the wood duck, lovingly. <laughs> and uh, if you saw this guy, he doesn't fit your stereotypical golfer. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. No, he's out there, which is, uh, hey, it takes all types, yeah, which is awesome. Go for your life. But it was over 54 holes of the uh, Thaguna <laughs> Country Club and Resort. So well done to Adam on, uh, on a great win yeah, there. That, that's fabulous. a big, big tournament on the Legends Tour here in Australia. You betcha. And just one more Canadian. Mm-hmm. Our girls came sixth in the World Teams Championship in the Amateurs. So oh. well done to our girls. Fantastic. Well that's done. A, that 
is a mighty effort. So that is the Ping Global results for this week. So, But keep listening because we've got a couple more good things coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn off yet. Yeah. It's time for this week's Top 5. Okay, the top five is my turn. And because it was quite breezy out at Royal yeah. Melbourne at the Asia-Pacific Amateur Championships, I thought, it got me thinking, who are the best five win players that I know Ooh. of and that I've seen? Right, yeah. So, although one of them I haven't seen, but I know he's obviously a great win player. But yeah. num- number five, I'm going to go with someone different because just the way he managed his way around the last uh, Players' Championship at Sawgrass, there was one day when it got absolutely yeah. pumping out there. The wind was blowing and 17, you know, the island green, yeah. the par three, everyone was hitting it in the water. And I'm just standing there thinking, chip a little six, seven, iron yeah. under the wind. And the only guy to do it was Justin Thomas. Yes, I saw it. He's a very good player in the wind, JT. So I'm going to give him number five on, on this particular one. Another, Controls his spin. Certainly does. Another great player in the wind, and there's a reason for mm-hmm. this, a guy called Sandy Lyle. Oh, yeah. And the rear... He's my number four. The weird thing about Sandy is he actually has a high ball flight. Yeah. And someone asked him one day why did he hit the ball so hard, and he says, "Well, I hit it so pure the wind doesn't touch it." <laughs> it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. It Sandy incredible. had a great quote about him as well. He said, "Sandy, greatest God-given talent in history. If everyone was playing their best, Sandy would win, and I'd come second. Uh, and that's, that's from Sevi. That's incredible. I've never heard that yeah, quote before, no. but that is that's incredible. They say his talent-wise is crazy. So he's number four, number three. Yeah. Of course, our own um, five times, yeah. Mr. Peter Thompson. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I tell you a story please, about Peter? Please, please do. Uh, I was on the 16th hole of Victoria, par three up the hill. It was a really windy day in the practice round. I'm playing with a Queenslander that I cannot remember. And Pete was behind the boards just watching. And we were just smashing three irons as hard as we could to get it up into the wind. Mm. And Pete just... He said, boys, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> and he, he came onto the tee. He said, Mark, give me your three iron. He said, boys, you don't have to hit it that hard. And he got his little three iron. hadn't made a swing mm. in his little you know black shoes, school shoes that he was wearing. And he said, you just have to take the spin off the ball. And he got up there with my three iron that I just smashed. Mm-hmm. And it was on the front edge. And he just chipped the three iron up there. Oh. And it got to the back of the green. And I looked at this Queensland kid and he looked at me and we just felt so stupid yep. and so dumb. But it was a great lesson. It is. It was a wonderful, wonderful yeah. lesson that you just try to take the spin off the ball with the longer irons. Yep. It's amazing how you can do it. And, yeah. and we both did it after that. We both hit our three irons over the back of the green. It's incredible, isn't it? It's just, ridiculous. Yeah. And it that's a wonderful the art of, lesson. So the art of playing in the wind is into the wind, swing smoother to yeah. take the spin off, and yeah. then downwind, actually swing harder because we want to create yeah. spin to be able to control the ball. So Correct think way. of it in those terms. The other – so he was number three, obviously, Mr. Yep. Uh, Peter Thompson. Uh, number two, uh, also a five-time winner of the Open Championship, oh, yeah. Tom Watson. Yeah. And the reason I say this is because – uh, I got to watch him hit some shots, and he had a fascinating ball flight. He was had a very much an what's called a knuckleball ball flight, yeah. very little spin on the ball. And in the Lynx style golf courses, that works perfectly so well. Good. Exactly yeah. what you were saying. He didn't put any spin on the ball. I remember Matty Goggin playing with him, two thousand and nine yep. final group when Tom should have won, but yep. should have won up, six. Went over the back at Royal Birkdale, and he. I remember Matty just saying, "I can't believe this guy's ball flight. He just hits it high. The wind doesn't affect it. Mm. The ball affects mine, but not Tom's." So, have you seen his swing in slow mo? 
It, it's, it's like so he hits long. from the top. Mm. Yeah, it was really long. And there was no – he didn't load. Mm. He actually hit from the top, it looks like. When you find old – and I wonder if that had anything to do with it. He came in so shallow. The width and the shallowness. Yeah. Exactly. He no, didn't spin the on. ball. But he, he grew up in Kansas City, so he must have learned it there because mm. that's a very windy part, mm. of, uh, part of the U.S. Number one – yeah, it's hard to ever go past this guy in any number ones. It's um, Tiger Woods, Tiger of course. Woods, I mean, yeah. I remember he won the Open at 2000 at St Andrews yep. and also uh, 2005 and amongst other British Opens and yep. other windy conditions. The way he's able to control the trajectory, the flight, it is something mm. to behold. And if you watched him at the 2019 President's Cup at Royal Melbourne across the yep. road, it was an absolute clinic and yep. masterclass. So you just can't go past that guy. What about the Pebble Beach Open? He won by oh, 13 yeah. shots speed. Els and Jimenez, they were tied second. Well, he was the only one on the par at 13 yeah. or 14 on the par. It was crazy. It was insane. He might have won by 15 or something. I can't oh, remember what it, it was. It was just insane. Anyway, so, there's my top five. Uh, very, very good. It's time for this week's Masterclass. I'm a champion! Now, we started off the program uh, talking about... Uh, Wenny Ding and mm-hmm. Jesper Stubbs hitting the great big left shots. Now, I'm prone to the left shots, but because I've been putting in the hard yards for the Gorilla Ladders Box Hill Pro-Am <laughs> and because I'm going to shoot a very low score there, I had to get rid of my double cross. Okay. My double cross has been annoying. It's never good. So, I went to Steve Mann. I said, Stevie, what am I doing? Banny, he's great. Right? So, Banny told me that I have to feel like my hips are open at Impact. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, when I was a kid, everyone wanted square hips. You had to be square. But that's not the go. The go is that when your shoulders turn back, they turn more than your hips. And when mm-hmm. the hips go, you want to keep that difference of turn all the way into the ball. So shoulders more, square hips open. Shoulders square, hips open at impact. And ever since I've been doing that, my little fades come back. Mm. So watch out. Box Hill Golf Club. What is the course record there? Because I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I've got the ball on a string. But if you've got a, if you've got a double cross, I promise you, try and hit a few golf shots with the feeling that your hips are screaming open mm. at impact. I wonder if you know at your setup there, if you could sort of as you're addressing the ball, push your hips open. You know, there's a yeah. little bit of a pre yeah. preset thing. I think that might be an interesting drill to try yeah. as well. The so. rehearsal. The a, re- little, uh, a mini rehearsal. Indeed. Uh, yeah. That might be a good one for you double crosses or flippers. Yes. The big flippers, I almost guarantee that's what's going on. Yeah. Or, or when you steer a shot. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you desperately want it to go straight, so you stop turning through. Yeah. Your hips stop turning. Yep. Where did so, we see that? A couple of weeks ago at the uh, tournament. At the WA... PGA. No, it was the WebEx no, Players Series, South Players Australia. Series. Andrew Campbell. Andrew yep. Campbell. That's Strong exactly grip, but he needs to turn through it. He had correct. to keep turning through. Anyway, just just to finish the story, mm. when I used to always uh, video my golf swing, my um, foot would stop. So this is where I got it from. This ah, is why I knew what was going yes. on. Yes. Uh, my, my foot would stop. Your right foot. My right foot would not just keep going up. Mm-hmm. And it was because of the hips. And, and when, the second I started trying to have open hips at impact, Get on the video, the foot doesn't stop anymore, it just keeps oh, on going. I love it. So it, it, it's worked for me, uh, hopefully it works for you. You know what, that's a good lesson. Even the pros need to go see their PGA local professionals. Yes, yes they do. Hey, the other thing, uh, I went to the golf clearance outlet mm-hmm. this morning. Okay. And Which one? I, uh, I went to the one in Oakley, mm-hmm. but they are all over Australia. Just Google the golf clearance outlet and Sam Colosimo who is the owner, said, come over here and have a look at our own gloves. They've got 
Cabretta leather gloves Ooh. for 13 bucks. Really? Three for $39. Leather gloves. The most, they're oh. as good as anything I've put on my hand. Wow. So there is no longer an excuse to be playing with a dirty old glove. <laughs> Go down to the golf clearance outlet and get happy because the gloves are sensational. Well, I look forward to seeing you Friday, Box Hill, with that brand new leather glove on. I'll bring the trophy. I'm gonna, oh. I'll, I'll bring the trophy next week. We'll, we'll drink out of the cup. We will have to have a celebratory drink. <laughs> See you next week. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen's podcast, Talk Birdie to Me. And if you're looking for some new gear, Ping is absolute top class. Ping help you play your best. Contact your local golf shop or professional and they'll sort you out. And the Golf Clearance Outlet, who beat everyone's prices. They're in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth and online at golfclearanceoutlet.com.au got a favour to ask wherever you listen if you get a chance to rate and review the pod that would be fantastic and if you subscribe you'll never miss an episode talk birdies and his executive producer is dan bradley at kaizen media and sound design is by daryl misson at loudzebra.com